Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. We have an opportunity to clean out some of the inefficiencies using data, using yeah. processes, using standardization and streamline. And so when we developed this platform, it's really, uh, like I said, to enable installers and make it as intuitive, as thoughtful around best practices, but also ultimately as useful as possible. This is Suncast. In every battle, there's a front line. On that front line are warriors whose courage and action shape the outcome of the battle. The world is currently engaged in a literal power struggle, a battle in global energy as it evolves from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Suncast is a conversation with solar warriors on the front lines, building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. We learn their secrets to personal and professional growth, market development, and industry insights. And now, join solar industry veteran, Latin America fanatic, and your host, Nico Johnson. All right, fired up. It's the end of the week. Welcome to episode 62 of Suncast, Solar Warriors. I'm your host, Nico Johnson, and I'm so glad that you're back with me again this week. I'm excited. This is episode 62. My commitment over the last year was to do as many as I possibly could and to try to hit one every week. And I'm proud to say that we did 48 episodes over the last 52 weeks. That's four times more than I released the year before. And it's entirely possible, given the amount of content that I'm already recording, we'll go 4x that number again as I ramp up with Tactical Tuesdays and other interesting interludes and Suncast sound bites between the long four episodes and everything else. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed the Suncast soundbite, the brief but powerful story I published on Tuesday evening. It was intentionally posted later in the day, as that's the time I typically read bedtime stories to my children. It's also a great time to get your brain thinking about bigger visions for your life. I believe that meditating on or visualizing your goals and your mission just before going to bed is an effective way to improve your commitment to them, as well as a great way to prime your subconscious with the specific problems that you need resolved. Don't believe me? Give it a try. Go back, have a listen to that story, and as you're going to bed, try thinking about your top three goals for tomorrow in the five minutes right before you close your eyes. But you can save that for later. For now, you're interested in today's episode. And we're diving in once again on the finance side of business, taking a look at a company that announced back in early fall a very interesting achievement for CNI Solar. Today on Suncast, you'll travel back with me in time to SPI in Vegas, where I had the privilege to sit down with Oleg Popovsky of Bragawat Energy and talk a bit about a project they announced during that week. Now, on the surface, it would appear rather innocuous, perhaps even insignificant achievement, but I think Oleg does a great job explaining exactly why this announcement had my ears perked. If you've been curious to look under the hood a wee bit to see what this Sun Edison spinoff is up to, stick around. It's not my typical interview format, but it's succinct and info-packed, and a great example of taking an intrapreneurship to its ultimate destination, spinning out your idea and turning it into a standalone business. Oleg ran global business development for Sun Edison in its heyday and had an inside view at the good, bad, and ugly of commercial solar finance. So he and his team are the kind of folks that you want to lend your ear to. As always, if there is a topic or expert that you think should be on Suncast, 
shoot me an email, pop a message in LinkedIn, or just go over to the website and click on that Send Nico a voicemail button. You can even do it from your phone. www.mysuncast.com and my email is nico at mysuncast. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Lisa Nash and the fine folks at Antenna Group for helping make this and several other interviews possible at SPI this year. With two decades pushing the boundaries of public relations and marketing for innovators in clean energy, sustainability, smart technology, and life sciences, it's easy to see why smart executives turn to Antenna Group. For an interesting read, head over to the show notes of this episode to read Antenna's latest blog post, The Clean Tech Trends That Will Drive 2018. And finally, this episode is made possible in partnership with Alliant Energy, the innovative new ballasted solar tracker that is at home in the harshest environments and helping developers reduce project risk, increase yield, and keep their solar asset magically clean and productive. To learn more about their ballasted tracker and robotic cleaning solutions, please visit www.alionenergy.com. That's A-L-I-O-N. Hey, let them know you heard about them here on Suncast. All right, sit back, relax. Thanks again for setting aside this time in your day. Happy Friday and enjoy this week's episode of Suncast with Oleg Popovsky. So, Oleg, tell me about what happened today. It's a big day for us. We have an opportunity to really showcase uh, what we've been preaching for the last couple of months when launching Bragawatt. Uh, as you probably know, the term itself gets a lot of attention. And there's people like Todd who support it and say, this is pretty awesome, guys. Take a negative term, put a positive spin on it. And there's a reason for why we're doing it. And it's actually a really interesting intersection with what you're, you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in this industry for a long time and have seen it across the value chain, have seen the goods and the bads and the uglies and the very uglies, and have decided to build this company to really address the opportunities that have been left behind uh, from the brick-and-mortar days of the industry to what I think it's converging into. And we're pretty proud to announce this project. To a non-industry person, it's nothing special. It's a 72-kilowatt project on a nonprofit facility. But as you know, and most industry guys know, it's a pretty big deal. Financing nonprofit customers for such a, such a small project sure. is very unusual. So it's a proud day for us. Is there anything particular around the announcement that is capturing the attention of the industry today? 74 kilowatts, nonprofit. Can you give me a little more detail around the, it's around the deal itself? I'll, I'll spin it differently. I'll tell you that uh, sure. Lisa here and, and her team was probably hated me for the, you know, for the drafting process because it underlined how I view this world. We changed the title of this announcement last minute. Because the goal is not to highlight Bragawatt. The goal is to highlight the guys who made this deal happen on uh, the installer side. So in Energy Solutions of New Jersey, being a small regional installation company, has been around the block uh, in this industry for quite some time, primarily a residential space. They have been working with this client for two and a half years to get them a PPA. The client, uh, like I said, is a nonprofit medical center. They're as good of a customer you can imagine. They've got mm. a brand new facility, a brand new roof. And part of the grant that they utilized to refurbish their property required an energy efficiency retrofit, including solar. So they've been out wow. looking for financing for two years, and Energy Solutions have been with them all along. Now, the good news is the folks from Energy Solutions knew us from the Sun Edison days. So they right. called us up when they heard about the platform. So we want to see how real you are. We want to see your money, uh, put your money where your mouths are. That's the highlight. The highlight is that we're able to show how industry works effectively by integrating this value chain using both the platform and the process, but also ultimately looking at the people who get things done. 
a lot of folks throw around the word platform. It's like green or sustainability oh yeah, indeed. these days, yeah. and especially with regard to fintech and with regard to software. Of course. How does platform fit in the solar industry right now? And especially how does it pertain to what you're doing at Bragawatt? I left the IT industry to work in the solar industry years ago, and we were talking about platforms back then. When I went back to sort of search my own soul of what I want to be doing next, I realized that the only business model of value to me is one that brings different groups together. That's what a platform is all about. It's a medium where value can be created through collaboration rather than a one-directional business model, which is what a lot of software companies misnomer their own offering. Our platform really brings together installers and customers and investors. We're not a brokerage, so we're not brokering deals, which is a lot of other financing platforms do and therefore are not real platforms. We, in fact, enable installation companies to use this platform to gain financing certainty so they don't waste their time on projects that will never get financed. We use the platform to enable end customers to understand the economic value of these projects. And we then create financial certainty for investors. At the end of the day, we're a data and analytics company. As much as we talk about financing as our core offering, we use data and analytics to create more pertinent financing products to specifically address the small commercial market space. How do you define small commercial? 30 kilowatts and up. So yeah. really it's where it's clearly a, an entity, an mm-hmm. enterprise entity that is registered as a for nonprofit. So it's mm-hmm. not residential. Yep. It could be a mixed commercial property, but it's any enterprise that classifies. Now for your as you probably know, 99% of all commercial real estate in the United States is small commercial. It's a massive market and it's difficult to define it. I like to try to create connections for those who might understand other similar products in the market. It sounds like you're doing a bit of the credit underwriting in a way, well, not credit underwriting, so project scoring slash credit underwriting in the way that Mercados looks at commercial and utility scale projects. Is that fair to say or is it something different from the approach of Mercados and others like them? It's different. What's really unique about what we do is we've actually developed an underwriting process, co-developed partially with Moody's, to focus on non-rated entities. Mm -hmm. So we have a way to underwrite credit of those entities who are otherwise not financeable, if you will, by sourcing data from rating agencies like Moody's, but also other service providers who look at payment history, who look at valuation of properties, who look at repossession rates, who look at other default curves and help us create a commercial argument to investors Mm. that satisfies, or we call it, prices the risk accordingly. And we do that at such scale that the data itself helps us create new financial products that is then appealing. You guys have been around for a couple of years? Well, the business model has been developed for about two and a half, three years now. It was originated at SunEdison. We were developing this model specifically to address a small commercial marketplace. And then uh, we had access to quite a bit of capital and we were looking for ways to aggregate more projects. And as we moved down this path and realized that SunEdison wasn't great at originating deals themselves, but rather would partner with right. uh, others. Channel partner program. You got it. We wanted to enable this long tail, as it's called. I fully believe in it. My time at SunEdison was mostly spent partnering with different groups, initially smaller groups, eventually larger corporations, and looking for ways we could fit our offering inside their go-to-market so that we don't have to compete with them and step on each other's toes. I think this speaks for the broader industry. We have an opportunity to clean out some of the inefficiencies using data, using processes, using standardization and streamline. And so when we developed this platform, it was really, uh, like I said, to enable installers and make it as intuitive, as thoughtful around best practices, but also ultimately as useful as possible. Where along the customer journey are you guys finding that you are creating the most impact? We're fortunate that there's enough market adoption now that we don't have to follow the educational curve of solar. Thankfully. 
thankfully. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, what we are finding is that while the solar value proposition as a principle is sort of now established, the economic value tying solar back to electricity tariffs is sort of where we really start with our proposals. Mm -hmm. So we seek high-level inputs from installers on, again, the location of the site, but also their electricity tariff. And then we pair up their tariff, the generation profile of the system, as well as various financing options against the value proposition. The first interaction that we have with a customer technically is when they see a proposal from us. Uh-huh. And the proposals are really just financing proposals. And those proposals are generated by the installer? No, we generate on our platforms. The installer generates them on Correct. our platform, mm-hmm. given bespoke details on the customer mm-hmm. site and financing elements that they think will appeal uh, to the customers. So they can yeah. customize the duration of a loan. They can customize which product to use. They can customize escalation rates of PPA. They can customize, obviously, how much money they make on the deal. So at that point, we've made the proposal such where, A, it's fully white-label proposal, so they can put their brand on it through our platform, which is very important. Number two, the proposal outlines both the high-level value proposition, but then also goes into the cash flow analysis, breaking down the ITC payout elements, breaking down the depreciation maker's value, so that these end customers, but also their installers, can articulate the accounting value of these systems. You are positioning yourselves on the education side to enable, empower really is the word, your installers to articulate what many of them believe to be kind of a black art, a a hidden science, a black box. They don't understand finance by and large. They've shied away from it and they've outsourced it to banks and financial entities and PPA firms. And now you're trying to give them a tool that empowers them to say, hey, customer, here's what we can do for you, as opposed to here's the quote I got from a bank. As such, how have you guys thought about preparing those installers? The fourth of the six steps that an installer goes through to create a quote actually is a financial suitability page. And it doesn't do anything to influence which products to choose uh, in the final step. What it does is it educates the installer what questions to ask Mm -hmm. of the customer when they meet with them. Questionnaire is dynamic. So depending on the answers they give, it's very simple. You know, what type of, is it a for or nonprofit customer? And therefore it changes the follow on questions to then qualify, you know, what type of financial product will it fit? And then we've created uh, these very simple flags on the bottom Mm -hmm. that light up depending on the various financial products that could or should be available down to cash uh, sales that we, well, we don't offer, but so that, again, they can drive down the conversation and accelerate their sales cycle. Yeah, you've mentioned a couple of times products, plural, but you are owning the fund and providing the financing. How do you characterize multiple products? Are you willing to talk about what types of products you sure, offer? absolutely, yeah. We have a PPA product mm-hmm. and a loan product. Mm-hmm. Uh, our PPA is a pretty straightforward PPA. Yep. Uh, the differentiation there is we, A, have standardized contracts. and We've pretty much vetted it to a point where there's very little concern. The differentiator, I think, from the industry is it still allows the installer and their end customer to customize escalation rate mm-hmm. uh, of the PPA. Um, and then again, as I said, for the installer, they can uh, identify their EPC, desired EPC price. Uh, so you have dynamic pricing for PPAs, which is it. something that, for the most part, is the black box for installers to up to now. Not uh, only that, it also is customizable depending on their real estate arrangement. If they don't own the property mm-hmm. but they have a lease, then we have amendments that get pulled in so that we have an arrangement with the, the landlord and sort of tenant arrangement. Right. Yep. So it's quite flexible. It's really built around all of the things we've learned uh, over yeah. the years in this industry. That makes sense. And then the loan product, which is really differentiated, I think we have a unique loan product. We think that it's important to differentiate yourselves, and loans really do differentiate if you have an end customer who has tax exposure. In other words, uh, they pay taxes and they'd like to benefit from 
the ITC. Yeah. And we show uh, ways the ITC can be monetized over a three-year period and show those, like I said, over different periods. So you can sure. customize our loan between 10 and 20 years. You can also customize how the ITC payment takes place. You can customize different tax rates. So it really does address the needs of a CFO to make a decision on it. Yeah. And you're not offering the traditional sort of capital and operating lease type loans where they're structured typically less than 10 years? We do not. I think there's a bit of a misnomer in the industry, knowing a bit more on the back end what happens in terms of how the tax equity gets uh, monetized. Uh, We find it a bit kludgy. However, we are really a feedback-driven data analytics platform. So as we see more groups looking to quote leases, we're quite open to see those data points. What we've seen thus far of the early adopters is when they come and ask for leases and we explain how our loan products work and they go back and relate that to their customers, customers love the loan because they get to monetize the ITC. What intrigues me is that a capital lease is an equipment loan and a capital lease allows you to take advantage of all of the tax benefits therein. But very rarely, I mean, you'd have to have gold standard credit to qualify for a 10-year capital lease. You got it. Let alone 12, 15, up to 20. There's one other big, big piece there. Leases, first of all, very difficult to receive, as you said. And the financing for equipment. I used to be in the IT business, as I said. I used to build data centers for a living. And getting leases is a real undertaking. However, the big, big differentiator for us is um, the way we structure our deals, regardless of financial product, is we pay the installer milestone payments. So we essentially back uh, stop any of their expenditures. And that's something you would never get from lease financing, right? So here, if, if, if a customer does sign up for a lease, they really are on the hook to capitalize the whole deal through COD, at which point they still hope the lease is available. We don't do that. We actually backstop every step of the expenditure process so they can really manage their cash flow. So it's hugely beneficial to the end customer and the installer as well. How are you incorporating machine learning into the idea of data analytics? Let's start with the fact that we use complex data sets to look at tariffs and tariff variations and dynamics around tariff across the country. Number two, we look at load models, and then ultimately we we source weather data. So we have an ability to very quickly point our installers to customers that would be better prospects than others, especially as we gain more data sets. That's a simplistic way of looking at it. More interestingly is, as I said, financial products get developed by us rather than being prescribed by some investor who just has to satisfy a certain requirement. I'll give you an example. Churches, for example, Mm -hmm. and more and more church leads coming in and us understanding more and more common denominators across uh, the financials of various churches. We're able to create financial products, not just by scouring databases, but rather using... What others call machine learning, but I think it's tough to call it that yet. So that's the product side of things. On the platform side of things, we've actually uh, completely reconfigured our platform specifically so we can do a lot more, both in terms of how we drive user engagement, Mm -hmm. how we remind sales reps, not that we want to be a full-blown CRM, Mm -hmm. but how we remind sales reps to follow up with their customers, what conversations points to hit. Well, this sounds very intriguing. I think that for the most part, you're right that there are few, if any, products on the market that offer as comprehensive approach and certainly with captive funding that really greases the skids, if you will. I think it'd be interesting to see not just the customer adoption, but the experience that they have and the extent to which in the next six to 12 months, you are able to generate the ultimate marketing machine, which is word of mouth. I think that you guys are taking a very intelligent approach. Oleg will be watching closely to see the, how you. Bragawatt evolves. And congratulations on the successful edification of New Jersey services and more to come. Thanks so much for your time. That's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors. And you're now well-armed for battle. 
Hopefully, you'll take away some great tools for your own success. I'd love it if you'd share what you learned or share the episode over on LinkedIn. Let me know what other tools you need. If you want to sharpen the axe a little bit more, I've shared some of the resources we discussed in today's conversation over at mysuncast.com. Just click on the latest episode link in the title bar. Perhaps the best tool in your arsenal might be subscribing to the mailing list while you're there so that you'll get an email from yours truly when new content is available. Have a suggestion for someone you think should join the conversation? Email me, nico at mysuncast.com or shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Hey, that's it. Thanks for being here. Until next time, stay informed, my friend, and stay tuned.